0: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Industrial Marketing Show, the number one podcast for marketers in the manufacturing space. I'm one of your hosts, Matthew Chanella
1: And I'm MJ Peters.
0: And MJ, we have another return guest, none other than your colleague, your newly minted colleague, Mr. Todd Klauser, formerly of uh, Ever... or uh, formerly of Wealth.com. Um, Todd, man, welcome back to the show, dude. How are you? Glad to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. All right, so we brought Todd on uh, this week's show because Todd's been dabbling outside of YouTube. When originally we had Todd on, it was about building a a YouTube channel and a YouTube following, and you know Todd's probably one of the best examples in the country in B two B for for making a um, making a YouTube channel and growing it. But Todd has um, smartly uh, expanded that expertise into the other. Very video-forward platform that is out there, and that is everyone's kind of you know sizing up and figuring out how to use, which is of course TikTok. And so um, I wanted to bring Todd on because when I when when I first like got TikTok like a year ago, and I've recently gotten back into looking at it more, um, I was surprised, and obviously the algorithm fed it to me because of what I was looking for, but surprised how many industrial people were on there. So I think we wanted to bring Todd on, who's been on it longer than either of us, to talk about the opportunity costs or the opportunity of TikTok. And so, Todd, um, first off, I mean, you can go through your spiel and describe you know, what you've been doing since you've last been on the show. But, uh, but also, uh, and you should, because I know you've, you've, you've moved a couple of times since, but uh, uh, we're going to lead in and also just ask about what the opportunity is on TikTok.
2: Yeah, sure. So I'll give uh, I'll give the short version. So last time I was on the show, um, I was with Well.com, dot uh, really doing the the whole YouTube thing and, and growing that. Um, now, I've been I've been out of Well. dot com for about a year. I'm with uh, Refined Labs now, um, and my goal here is to again help kind of grow the YouTube presence and and uh, really launch the the TikTok channel as well. Right um, tell,
1: on. Me, tell me a little bit about uh, the other TikTok channels that, that you had exposure to because I think that'll be interesting for people to hear about just in terms of other brands that might be doing some of this stuff in industrial already.
2: Um, yeah so prior to Refine Labs um, I've managed three TikTok accounts. Uh still manage two. Um the first was obviously Weld.com. Uh we started that back in I wanna say it was 2018. Um so we were pretty maybe it was early 2019. We were pretty early on TikTok. Um and the, the other two are two welding power source manufacturing companies. Um which the, the companies are Everlast Welders and AHP Welders. And those those two, um, Everlast has been up for probably about a year at this point. Um, and the AHP channel was literally just created um, a little over a month ago.
1: Very cool. cool. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about what you see as the opportunity on TikTok for industrial companies, uh, we were talking a little bit about this before the show, and I think you have a really interesting perspective.
2: Yeah, so I think, I think the, the real opportunity for uh, <laughs> industrial manufacturers and, and companies to engage with TikTok is to really engage with that frontline user, that, that person that's actually at the end of the line using their product. I think so often in industrial marketing, um, we we kind of have this narrow vision of like the the person we're selling to is in a you know in another office building, and, and we completely forget about the the person who's actually using it at the end of the line. Um, and TikTok, uh, the the people that are actually using that product have such a huge such huge input into you know what's being purchased it's not just about the the purchasing agent or the engineer or whoever is actually like making that purchase decision that frontline user has a lot of input into that decision i mean think about thinking about lincoln electric i mean their their whole strategy is getting their power sources and their consumables into technical schools so when those people leave technical schools that's the equipment that they're asking to use, um, and I think TikTok gives people that same ability. Right? Um, not everybody can can put, you know, massive amounts of capital equipment in every technical school across the nation, but they can activate the people that are out in the industry already using it to show everybody else why they love it so much, and I think what's what's crazy right now is the the organic reach that this platform has. I mean we saw it on on Instagram in you know, 2013, 14, something like that, where in my industry it was welding. You know, the people that got on Instagram early built these massive accounts, right? And they 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 did it relatively easily. And then the rest of the the community kind of came along and it was way more difficult for them. With TikTok, that's kind of where we're at now. And if manufacturing companies can activate the people, the customers that already have these products to start putting out content now, not only are they going to get seen by a ton of people because this organic reach is so high right now, but those people that, are, that will grow their following because of it, they're going to be more you know you're going to have more of an opportunity to work with them because you're you're already in there with them you're not trying to reach out to some influencer that doesn't know who you are um you know and and trying to pay them or or whatever to get your product in their hands
1: totally and i think a lot of people would be like you know first glance tiktok is for you know teenagers college students it's not for people that work in industrial, how could I possibly reach them there? And um, I'll actually offer a concrete example of this. The other day, I you know, I use TikTok for research purposes.
0: Just kidding.
1: Uh-huh. I got <laughs> on it to see what the hype was about, and like got a little bit addicted to it. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but anyways, I was on there the other day, and I saw a video of where this guy was like, you know, he started out the video like blue collar jobs that shouldn't actually be considered blue collar and then you know he pauses for a second and it's like electricians and he did another one plumbers and I, when i tell you that the electricians and plumbers came out of the woodwork to be like my job is blue collar i work harder than you've ever worked in your entire life like these people are on there right so they maybe they don't comment most of the time but like if you get if you get the content into the right niche on the algorithm, you will get in front of your desired audience and they are on there.
0: I think I very much like, like Instagram too, you can use the hashtags to find out like what, what it looks like for your audience there. Cause uh, I did this cause electricians is, I have a, a client that I'm freelancing for and we're looking at TikTok as a channel for them. And I use the hashtags to go find you know an influencer on there who does uh, who does electrician content or a- electrician based content on TikTok, and there's several people there who have you know five digit following um, with a lot of engagement, and they're really knowledgeable people who really showcase their trade really well.
2: Uh, I'll I'll say this: um, I don't think people understand um, just how many. Especially in industrial, how many people that the the blue collar end user uh, audience are on TikTok? I put out this was my fifth post, I believe, on the on the AHP um, account. So I had maybe maybe fifty followers, and you know every every post prior to that had anywhere from twenty to a hundred views. I put out a post on a Saturday morning of. Someone doing their doing their daily job, you know, welding on a piece of pipe, and I put that out in the morning, and then I looked at it at about ten a.m. and it had two hundred and fifty thousand views. Damn! I looked at it at the end of the day; it was up to like one point two million views. Jeez. Right now, this is this is a month a month later, but it's got six point five million views, and the and the beauty of that is every other piece of content now that i put out so i went from 20 followers on that post i went from 20 followers to 10,000 followers in less than a week from one post that took me 5 minutes to do tell me another platform where you can post five five posts that take you 5 minutes a piece and end up with 10,000 followers like it just and, and, and it is right now <laughs> and it, it's not a the crazy thing is like that's not an outlier on this platform And especially in the industrial, because there's so many end users on that platform that, that use it and and they, they show their everyday job. And I mean, it's, it's absolutely insane to think that the people that are using your product are not on there.
1: Okay, I want to get into some tactical tips for people who maybe aren't on TikTok yet. Um, Todd, as someone who has previously been accused of being chuggy on TikTok, I <laughs> that you have a, uh, a better perspective than anyone on the fact that TikTok sort of has an etiquette. So tell me, tell me about the learning curve, and and you know what do you need to think about to be successful on TikTok.
2: Um, so I think honestly, I think this depends on your on your strategy as a company, right? So if your strategy is to create original content, um, one I think that's that's the probably the most difficult strategy to start out with because um, you have to be TikTok is it, it likes a lot of content, right? So I would say like minimum once a day. So if your, if your goal is to create content for the platform, like you have to come up with a strategy that you can do it once a day. Now, um, tactically to not look like an idiot on the platform. Um, I think I, this might sound silly, but like, honestly, I think and it took me a little bit too, like I think you just have to get over looking like an idiot i mean the 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 platform is probably the most authentic platform that i've ever been a part of or seen, and I think that the the algorithm and the audience uh rewards that right so the the choogie stuff or the 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 stuff that doesn't resonate on that channel is when you're, when you're trying to make it look like perfect. So for, for an industrial company that's creating their own content on TikTok, I think, you know, go out on the shop floor. Like people would love to see how like this equipment is being built. Like you can get some, it's a, it's a very visual platform. Um, So the beauty of, of industrial companies is like, the process of creating this stuff is extremely visual so you can get out on the shop floor and and you know do that kind of stuff you can go out to customers like figure out how how they're using the product and the beauty again is like you don't have to physically travel to them to get this stuff like nobody cares if the production quality is low so you can get the the end user using the product to, to film what they do every day. And then you give them a little shout out on the, on the corporate TikTok. Like people love that stuff and they will, they will do that all day long. So I, I would say those two things are probably a good way to start.
0: All right. I'm going to interject real quick and I'm going to sound really old when I ask this question. Um, but for people who don't know this term, can you define what Chugi is? Ah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> It's basically,
2: uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, MJ, but the, the way that I understand it is basically a older generation person trying to act cool and, and not succeeding.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm only three years too old to be a Gen Z, so clearly I'm the most qualified to comment on this. Um, Did you know the um, term prior, MJ? what's that? oh yeah i, di- I did that's, that's oh, okay why
0: I-, I did not i mean the first time i heard it was when todd described it regarding regarding a tiktok post
1: yeah the only the only reason i know what it is is because of my um my stint doing quote-unquote research on tiktok uh, uh-huh. uh but but yeah i mean specifically i think it's also kind of like using stuff that used to be cool and like assuming it's still cool so like um todd i think used some skrillex music from 2010 in in one of his tiktok videos and then someone who's who's a legit gen z um who we know from linkedin found the video and told him he was chuggy. she did a chug analysis
0: on him Ooh, okay <laughs> i just want
2: to throw this out there that that was a generic tiktok audio clip that sounded that way it, it wasn't actually um from 2010 so
1: I, feel like I need to
2: defend myself. <laughs>
1: um, Todd, <laughs> I, 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 uh, talk to me. I think this is a good transition to talk a little bit about um, TikTok trends, right? So you mentioned like creating original content, like it might be a lift for companies that are not creating original content already. One of the reasons I feel like TikTok TikTok took off more generally is because of this like use of audio trends that makes it super easy for people to create content, even if they're not used to creating original content. So curious if you think trends is a good move for an industrial company or if it's just a distraction.
2: Um, my my answer is yes and no. Uh, if you if there's a trend out there that like you can that that really works for whatever you're you're selling, then I'm all for it. Um, but like, if you're just trying to like stuff something that doesn't work into a trend, just to be part of that trend, um, I, I would say that that's probably a bad strategy. But I mean, if if there's a trend out there that you can take advantage of, I mean, by all means, like, absolutely.
0: Uh, I wanted to ask Todd one other thing about um. Uh, TikTok in general. And I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to kind of export the debate on LinkedIn really. Cause that's, I think that's, that's probably a, a platform that we talk about or a social platform we talk about more than any, which is the, the sort of question of trying to empower your people to participate in the platform or trying to run content through your company page. Is it kind of too early to choose a path there on TikTok and it kind of remains to be seen or do you have a strong feeling one way or the other right now? Um, I would say that that personal accounts are are
2: a really like the way that we're using personal accounts or encouraging people to use the their personal accounts is so we can we can better understand like what's going to work so we can we can optimize that the company account, right. Um, I think that there are there are corporate accounts out there that have leveraged TikTok really well. And I think if you can do that, uh, especially right now, TikTok's kind of like the, the hot button topic, like you can, you can, you know, there's a lot of, of upside there. I mean, similar to what, to what Refine Labs has been able to do on, on LinkedIn, you know, everybody is, is talking about like, this is what, this is what Refine does. This is what Chris does. Similarly on TikTok you have you have people that are talking about you know corporate accounts like like Duolingo like even yeah. though that's not not B2B like you can have that that status of being like that that personable account uh personable corporate account that's that's doing social right so um, it, it's a, it's a good way to connect again with the, with the end user. It builds that, that brand loyalty.
1: Yeah, Matt, I think that's a, a great question too. Like the, it, it helps highlight the distinction between a LinkedIn and, and a TikTok or any other social platform. Um, I feel like TikTok has a lot of the same qualities as Twitter where like brands are actually doing a pretty good job of acting like people or they kind of have either a person like as kind of their spokesperson like um like the washington post has the same guy in all of their videos um duolingo obviously has the person dressed up as the fat owl Um, but it's like twitter where like brands can act like they are people or have personalities and they can get away with it and so if you could pull that off in an authentic way um it's interesting i feel like b2c brands are leading the way there but uh, you know as we have seen many times over what happens in b2c eventually trickles its way back to b2b todd i'm curious what you think about commenting as a strategy because i see a lot of b2c brands do this a lot of sports teams like they find viral videos and then they comment and since people recognize the brand they think it's funny that the brand commented on some random viral video um
2: i'm i'm kind of like this is this is something i don't have a lot of i don't have a great answer for you at this point but i will tell you that that one of the features that that i'm really interested in from from the tiktok perspective is not just commenting but tiktok allows you to do a video comment That's so cool. so i can go on you know whatever you know if there's an influencer within within my space and they put out a viral video I can go on there as a brand and create a video that shows up in their content uh, or in their comment feed, which I think is a, if done properly, is a really good way to essentially steal some of that audience, right? Like, If I look at my, com- my comment strategy, the same as my, my content strategy in my native feed, like if i can create like entertaining engaging content in someone else's comments like that's a great way that i can i can pull those people over to to my page and if it's if it's a, an influencer in my space like that's that's the perfect target audience
0: i right, i want to get into some of the the mechanics of tiktok for people who don't really know much about the platform cuz you know the minute i mean As someone who like literally Facebook came out when I was a freshman in college, I remember this very vividly. And the first time I ever logged into Facebook, the UI and UX was so intuitive to me as a person. I was like, I just kind of got how to navigate around that and make that work. The first time I went on to TikTok, the UI like freaked (laughs) me out. I was like, what is this? There's so many features. There's so many things I can do to you know in, to enhance or edit or, or stitch or whatever on content and so i want to ask you especially for people who are like not who have not used tiktok before or maybe just download it and open it a couple times do you have any kind of go-to um ways that you create content and edit it or or, or put any kind of enhancements on it um because there's just there's so many possibilities there
2: yeah, so I'll I'll tell you this. When I first got on TikTok, um and, and I'm a I'm a video editor and I still looked at it like what the what the heck is this? Uh so it is extremely well it's confusing when you first look at it, right? It's
0: robust is what it is. Yeah, I
2: mean- there there's a lot of stuff there. Um so honestly what I did when I first started TikTok, I I filmed like inside the camera on my phone, like outside of the app, I would just film video on my, on my phone. And then I, when you go into TikTok, you can import all that video and then it just brings it all into a timeline and you can kind of piece it together. I think that's the easiest way for people to start. Cause it's when you do that, it's extremely intuitive. Like there's, there's really nothing to it. Um, and as you, as you, are in there and you start playing with different things. Um, Now I look at it and, and it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, there's still like, there's a billion filters and transitions and things like that in there that you'll probably never use. I don't think as a, as a B2B brand, you'll, you'll need a lot of that stuff. Um, So my, my advice would be start simple, just, record on your phone like you're you're recording anything else and just bring it in and and piece it together. And when you do that, it's it's not very uh,
0: confusing. That's a good pro tip. I was going to say, that's a really good pro tip because I think most people's intuition, mine was to try to create natively in there when I did my first few videos. And it felt a little too daunting, like I was trying to do too many things at once. And I think if you just focus on what you want to say, and then let the tools available to you within TikTok sort of make it more creative if, you, if you're able to kind of figure that out, um, probably is a good route to go is to just start with the original thing you want to communicate and then let the tool and all of its features um, work for you in that regard, provided you're able to be creative.
1: Yeah, two other kind of low lift, like maybe next steps to try um, are, you know, there's trends around people doing videos with multiple characters, right? Um, kind of like I say this, the other character says this is literally, obviously, it's you in both clips, right? You just turn yes. to the right and turn to the left. All you have to do is like, you know, hold down to record and then take your thumb off the record button, turn, whatever, get set up for your next take and then push it again, right? So you can do that. Pretty much in one take and then the other thing you can do is like you know piece together a bunch of videos or photos and then add a voiceover to it uh later which um is really great for showing off like software because you can click around in the software do like a screen recording and then just you know record a, a voiceover explaining what the heck you're doing um, so if you happen to have software or user interface and, and you want to talk through it like that, that's a good, good, interesting play to think about. That's pretty light, light lift. Because, and I say these are both light lift because I was able to do them and I am not a video editor.
2: <laughs> well, I, I think that's a good point too, because I, I think even more so than like how heavy of a lift is, is it to create content on the platform? I think most people's hesitancy to use it is it's, it's intimidating to get in front of the camera. Right. I mean, a, a lot of people like that's, that's not what they do every day. So, you know, filming yourself and then putting it out on a platform where, you know, potentially millions of people can see it is, is kind of intimidating. So like what MJ said, if, if I'm filming, you know, my screen or something else, and then I can just do a voiceover, like, Potentially, you don't even have to see my face. I mean, I did a TikTok the other day where I, I literally drew on a whiteboard. I drew the entire thing and then I went back and pieced it all together and then did a voiceover like you never saw my face. So I think I think that's that's a good thing to point out for people that are like, I don't want to be on camera. Um, there's plenty of examples of of good TikTok accounts that, you know, you can you could or that that don't showcase the person, right? Yeah.
1: I want to ask one more question before we wrap up here, which is TikTok ads. i was hoping we
0: get to this. Yes.
1: Sponsored content. Like, I mean, all platforms eventually become pay to play. Um, Would you consider running TikTok ads or do you think the biggest opportunity is organic right now? Uh,
2: Right now, um, I think I think there's a way bigger opportunity to work with creators in the sp in your space that are already creating content as like an influencer play than than spending money on on ads. I think they they'll get it'll get seen by way more people. Um, and I I saw a thing the other day. Someone did a test of Instagram ads versus TikTok ads. And the, the Instagram ads actually perform better. So I don't I don't know this as a fact. I'm just kind of telling you what I what I saw someone else say. Um, but I don't know that, that TikTok ads work all that great if you don't because people aren't people that are gonna create TikTok ads, they're not they're not creating organic content, right? So they're not gonna create content that performs well on the channel. They're gonna create content that they they put on all these other channels. And I think that's where you fail on TikTok. Like it's not every other channel. Um, so my my approach would be find someone who's already creating content in your niche and see if you can work with them to, to promote your product.
0: Yeah, I was going to... First of all, I concur with that 100%. Um, the other thing is like they... You can create everything that... Basically, is what an advertisement is on TikTok using an influencer or creator in the space, and the ad will look so native to the organic content, or so much like organic content that you won't be able to distinguish. Like I had it, I was browsing through this one woman I follow, and she did a um, she did a a TikTok for a, a bank or something like that, some sort of financial institution. And she basically just put a whole skit together, like she does with the rest of her videos, um because she basically she basically acts as like four or five different people and then has like, you know, this this dialogue that goes on between them. and And at the end of it, I was like, oh my God, that's an ad I didn't even notice until it was like the last five seconds. And then the little button appears, and you could tell. But like, I totally agree that leveraging creators in the space is the way to go. Conversely, I've seen, some ads on TikTok where these, I have, there's one that sticks out in my mind where these people were selling uh, earbuds and they just go through 60 seconds trying to describe how great these earbuds are. And it was just kind of like, you know, yawn. It's just, it sticks out so much from the other content that is on TikTok that you just know you're being, you know, you're getting served an ad. And so there's just, there's nothing, you just kind of tune it out a little bit. Uh, I just, I do think the way that the ads are structured on TikTok, are is interesting in terms of a content delivery. But man, I just don't. I just it, it's to, to me, like you said, leveraging the creators is a lot better. The little stuff I've read on TikTok advertising as well is the targeting is not super refined. So I mean, think of it almost like advertising on Twitter, which I, I think honestly has a lot leaves a lot to be desired in terms of how granular you can get. Um, you know, TikTok is is a lot of. Um, from what I've read, a lot of keywords, themes, stuff like that. Um, so it's, it's not like you can get very finite with your targeting. It's going to be pretty broad and, and, the and the metrics on it are, I think, limited from what I've read as well. Yeah. So maybe, maybe
2: that's the hybrid approach. You, you reach out to someone in the space, um, you know, other than that organic play, right. Instead of just putting, putting your product in their hands, you do that, but then, you know, you also work with them to create a native piece of content that you can, that you can push as an ad.
0: Yeah.
1: I think it's a, it's a good argument to be made for at least experimenting on a small level on TikTok with creating organic content, because it will give you the skill set If you decide that TikTok ads are the way to go down the line to make some of those ads that feel really native. Cause you know, you've got some reps under your belt with organic. It's, it's a low risk proposition just to get a little bit of experience with it. All right, Todd, um, thank you for coming on the show. Can you let us know where to find you specifically on TikTok and, and maybe some of the TikTok accounts that you run? We can we can tell the followers to uh, check those out as well.
2: Uh, yeah, you can follow me my personal account on TikTok. It's Todd underscore Clouser. Uh, you can also follow Refine Labs uh, and then the industrial. Accounts that I run are AHP Welders and Everlast Welders. All right. And if you want to chat, you can you can hit me up on on LinkedIn as well.
0: Awesome. All right. That is the the great Todd Clauser, like street marketer <laughs> extraordinaire. Um, so Todd, thank you for bringing yourself and your cac on the show. Appreciate that very much. My pleasure. Thanks yeah. for having me. You can catch the industrial marketing show on all the major podcasting platforms, including Apple and Spotify. No more Google. Uh, please subscribe to the industrial marketing show. Leave us a five star review. Leave us a written review. You have topics you want us to discuss on the show because you're curious about them, like TikTok. Um, you know, please let us know. Also, Todd, I forgot to call you Todd Talk or TikTok. I feel stupid for not doing that, but I just did. So I'm glad I got <laughs> in it. Um, And so with that, thank you all so much for listening to the Industrial Marketing Show. My name is Matt. And I'm MJ. And you all have a great rest of your day.